I, I love it because that's the, the whole thing. I love this song also because it says we are broken that we may stand in his sight. You know, and we are emptied because he wants to fill us. And a lot of times we are just full of other stuff. <laughs> but he wants to fill us with himself. You know, and then I, I, this verse came to me, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things pass away. Behold, new things have come. You know, and the, the newness in a walk with God is not comfortable. Every time that God does something new, it is a challenge for our minds. That's why it says, be not conformed conform to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, because your mind tends to get in a little rut on how God moved yesterday. And then when he moves in a different way, you, you go like, wait, wait, I'm lost. I don't understand this. You know, and, and that's the feeling that I was having during the worship, like we are uncomfortable, but we are where God wants us. We are uncomfortable because we are in a new level, in a new day. And the problem is that we always try to hold, take control based on what we have experienced before. And I'm blessed that for us because I want to encourage this house this morning because God is moving. But it's never the way you imagine it. <laughs> you know, when it happens, is eye has not seen, ear has not heard, has never even entered the heart of anybody. So be ready for some surprises along the way, because this is a walk with God. But one thing that I, I kept thinking is Galatians 4. And we are going to start Galatians this week on our Bible study. Now I, this is Galatians 4. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he's owner of everything. But he's under guardians and managers until the date set by the father. Guardians and managers are not bad. They are used to keep you in one level, but at one point you graduate. And I think that we we have graduated <laughs> and now we have a freedom that we did not have before. And that's not saying anything bad about anything. It's just like the Lord is opening a door for us to walk in what belongs to us that we were not able to walk in before. Does it make sense? Now, how do we walk in this new day? You know, we, we've been talking a lot about oneness. One of the things that we always do with oneness is we try to control it. 
we try to put it in a little structure based on what we know. And that's the biggest mistake that we always make. We, we, we try to walk with God based on what we understand. Ephesians 4, we, we, we will probably read this forever. And I encourage you to read the whole chapter. You know, a lot of times we, we start with verse 11, and he gave some as apostles and prophets, and we will get there. But you have to start from the beginning. And he says, verse 1, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you, Okay, if we're going to walk in this new day, let's hear the, the voice of the apostle here. I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Highlight that in your Bible. The unity of the Spirit. That's where you start. You don't start with the unity of your mind, the unity of the faith, what you are able to believe and understand. You start with the unity of the Spirit. Last week we talked about, and I, I wanted to give this reference. Let me take a detour here. 1 Corinthians 13, 9 to, I, I mentioned this last week, but I don't want you to just believe me because of what I said. I want you to go reading your Bible later. Okay, I think that we have to be, we have to get to know our Bibles. 1 Corinthians 13, 9. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did not... I did away with childish things. This goes along with Galatians 4. When you were a child, you were under managers. God was relating to you as a child. Verse 12, For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. But now faith, hope, love abide. This three, but the greatest of this is love. 14.1, pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you prophesy. Okay, back to Ephesians 4. You know, one of the things that we talked about last Sunday also was about the elephant, right? And, and the question is, all the blind men touching the elephant, were they wrong? No, they were not wrong. 
Each one had a, a right perspective about what they, they were able to touch. But, here's the thing, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Why? Because if we're going to walk in this unity of the Spirit, we're not going to compete. We're not going to be insecure. We're, we're going to be able to come together and communicate and relate and share what we, we are seeing without that bringing division. And I think that for us to walk in this oneness, we're going to have to follow the scriptural pattern. Because if you continue to read here and then you get, get to verse 13, it says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. But you have to start in the spirit. And you have to start with love and gentleness, with patience, humility. You know, why humility? Because you know, based on 1 Corinthians 13, that you only know in part. You only see in part. With all my blindness, I am only able to touch a little part of this huge elephant. Let me continue reading this. There is one body and one spirit, verse 4. Just as also you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. What makes us one is this communion table. It's what God did. It's not what we're going to do. It's not what we can do. What, what, the only way for us to walk in this together is one Lord, one baptism, one blood, one sacrifice, one Father in all and through all, who, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. That's pretty complete. So I want to, you know, we, we, we are, I don't know, let me share this with you really quick. We had this breakfast and we get together once a month, a group of pastors here in Maui. And, you know, and we had that conference two or three weeks ago here. But it was awesome because I think it is the move of the Lord moving in people's hearts to find how to walk in this everywhere. This is not something that we're working here. I think that this is something that God is working around the world. And how can we walk in this unity of the Spirit until we reach the unity of the faith? And I think that there are a lot of a lot of principles in the scriptures that we are finding just reading together the New Testament that the churches in the first century were facing problems and they were facing issues that we are facing now. 
of how to relate and how to communicate, how to not be divided, how to not fight over what we, we think is right and what's wrong. I mean, those were major issues. We're going to start Galatians, like I said, this week. And it is huge because you, you're bringing two opposite poles together, Jews and Gentiles, two different cultures. And the Lord is saying, now you're going to be patient, put up with one another, be tolerant, be kind, be gentle. How, how are we going to move forward? How are we going to walk in this? How are we going to reach, you know, what we're, the goal here in Ephesians 4 is until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we're no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves, so this is where we're going. But he's telling us here how to get there. Let me go back because everything here is so important. And I bless you to take time and, and read this and, and, and think about it. Does it make sense? That's what meditating the word is. You read it and then you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Okay, how does this translate for next time I get together. Because I know we read this thousands of times before. But now we're going to walk in it. Now we're going to walk in this. This is beautiful. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. It's right here. Each one of you have a measure. Each one of us have a, a piece of the puzzle. And I guarantee you, each piece is different. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. And I'm going to jump to verse 11. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. I think we're still here. We still need all of those. We still need these ministries. We still need all the gifts. Why? For the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. We are here to be equipped, all of us. Each one will take that gift and learn how to function in that gift. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. I can't wait for this. As a result, we're no longer to be children, Tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of man, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. Now, how do I do this? Speaking the truth in love. This is important. Very important. Because love edifies. 
the truth can destroy. Why? Because my truth is a partial truth. I don't know the whole truth. So it's more important to move in love than to move in what you think you know. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. One more. If you, if you keep reading this chapter later, He's teaching the church in Ephesus how to walk in this. He's like dealing with major issues in that church. They were killing each other. Okay? Not necessarily like physically, but they were having problems. And they were not coming together in oneness, in tolerance, in patience, in gentleness. So here's the Ephesians 4, 29-32 Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment. Is this practical? <laughs> when we come together, how are we going to walk in all this unity of the Spirit until we get to the unity of the faith? We're going to wash our mouth. We're going to speak the truth in love. So that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. I love this. Paul did not write this with, for no reason. If he's writing this to them, it's because they, there was, there were a lot of problems of bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander and malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Let's go to Colossians 3, 12. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, the same thing, the apostolic father is writing to the church and saying, hey, here's how we're going to reach this oneness. Remember John 17? <laughs> they didn't have John 17 yet. It was not written when Paul was writing all these letters. But they were saying, remember when the disciples were with the Lord in the Last Supper? And he was asking to the Father that they may be one. Now we're going to learn how to walk in oneness. Colossians 3.12 So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved... Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another. 
and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your heart to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So, Lord, we come together. We say, Lord, you have been leading us. Aren't you happy that the Lord has been leading us? Yes. And a lot of times it seems slow. A lot of times it seems too slow. But I'm thankful that we have been led to move very slowly in this process. Because we have to take these steps. You know, and to become the new thing that God wants us to become, we're not going to do it with our minds. We're going to have to come in this unity of spirit first. And everybody going before the Lord with their gifts and being equipped with their little piece of the puzzle. And when we come together, it's going to be in love. It's going to be with gentleness. It's going to be with building one another up. I love this verse here. Colossians, well, 1 Corinthians 10, 23. All things are lawful. In Christ, we are free, right? But not all things are profitable. Is it going to edify? Is it going to build up? Is it going to bring increase? Or is it going to divide? All things are lawful, but not all things edify. So I bless, blessing us with this, Lord, we, we want to walk according to your word. We're finding the word. We have had the word, but in one sense we were behind a veil. And we could see things, but we cannot see things very clearly. Now we are able to see things clearly. So we bless, I bless the oneness and the love in this house. I bless the relationships. I bless the healing that the Holy Spirit is bringing to each one. Blessing all of those that are not here, are not around. We, we keep all of them in our hearts. Amen.